Here we go again. This is Volleyball Explained podcast about the Italian league. Uh, Nicola, Ronnie, I am Bogdan. Then we are going to talk one month later after the last podcast about the Italian league. Uh, today we are going to do it a little bit differently. Almost any time we are starting with the, with the battle for the top places, but this time it it wouldn't be in that way because actually the relegation battle, the battle to avoid relegation uh, at the moment is even more interesting. Uh, but uh, before talking about that, let's start with the ranking. Uh, with the ranking, uh, Perugia is leading comfortably with 55 points, then Lube 45 and Trento 45, but Lube uh, have played uh, two matches less, Modena with 41, so the third place, uh, of course, also in uh, in contention, uh, Milano 34, uh, Monza 31, Piacenza going a little bit back from what we have expected with 28, and then started the most interesting part, at least for now. The eighth place is Taranto with 23, Cisterna has 22, Vibo 22, Padova 21 and Verona 21. On the last place, Ravenna with two points and no victory so far. So they will be relegated for sure. But five teams from Taranto to Verona from 23 points uh, to 21. One of them will be in the playoffs. One of them will be relegated and playing in Serie A2 in the next season. Uh, Before I give the floor to uh, to Nicola and Troni, what is the schedule for the matches of those five teams until the end of the season? So who will be relegated is the question. Taranto has three very tough matches with Lube and Modena as a host and with Milano as a guest. Only three matches. Four matches for Cisterna. Perugia as a host, Trento as a guest, Padova as a guest, and Piacenza as a host. Vibo Valentia, four matches. Lube as a host, Modena as a guest, Ravenna as a guest, and Trento as a host. Padova, three matches left only. Milano as a host, Vibo as a host, and Modena as a guest. And Verona, four matches. Lube as a, as a host, Ravenna as a guest, Piacenza as a guest and Monza as a host. What do you think? Who will be relegated and who will play in the playoffs? <laughs> That's the one million question because the scenario keeps changing basically every every game day. Who had expected Taranto beating Piacenza and Vivo Valencia beating Monza in the in the last two matches? I think no one we could expect maybe Vibo to snatch some points in uh, in Monza but Taranto winning three against Piacenza was unpredictable in my opinion by almost everybody uh, I think that looking at the schedule Taranto could uh, have get all the points at this at this level because I don't think he could end it with the 23 yeah. they already have because uh, Lube Modena at home and Milano away, it's a very, very tough uh, schedule, considering that probably Modena will still fighting for the third place and Milano for the fifth. So they, they will play with everything they got. Cisterna and Verona, they have the I could say the, the jolly to play because they have still to play Ravenna and they probably those are three points uh, uh, almost uh, for sure. Padova will have Milano at home, Vibo at home, and Modena away. It's also very tough, uh, very tough schedule. I honestly don't know how to what what to think about uh, Vibo Valencia because they racked up a lot of points in the past. Vibo, uh, 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 interrupt, but Vibo have Ravenna, not Cisterna. Uh, Vibo already played with Ravenna two no. game days ago. You, we will have we will have Perugia, Trentino. Padova, Padova and Piacenza. That's, that, that's, that's, that, that's, that's, oh, that's, that's the other way around. I, I changed, I uh, switched it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I switched it. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. I switched it. Is Vibo will play Perugia, Trento, Padova, and Piacenza and Tisterna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my mistake. Sorry. 
so Piacenza uh, Vibo could win two of these games as well as lose everyone at uh, every every game but with that uh, connection that they're building especially the Brazilians with Saita and the Nishida who has having a very good month lately they could probably also get to the to the playoff so it's uh, it's difficult the the most in danger in my opinion is Padua but when it comes down to the eighth place I honestly don't know which team to pick um I think Verona will avoid the relegation simply because they have to play Ravenna uh, and they need those three points even if they lose or I mean they will end the lose normally in normal circumstances the other games with with uh, better teams more stronger teams and for me the um, for avoiding the relegation the battle will be between uh Valencia of course uh, and, and Padova that day 13 of, of March as as you can see Valencia only have that game specifically to at least try to win because the other uh, rivals are too too much to handle and yeah uh, it will it will be tough because in when we started to predict how the league will will run for this season we never put Padova in that specifically spot either uh Valencia but it has been a such uh you know, maybe you but it has been such a disappointing campaign for the for the tuna boys than uh, you know uh, uh, with with Nishida and uh, especially Douglas Sousa leaving the team and now they have to make a, a, or try to make a crucial comeback i don't think they will make it to the playoff but at least they can save his spot for the next season and you know Uh, hopefully uh, learn from his mistake of no hiring people basing only in social media numbers, you know. So uh, uh, as for Padova, well, it's a shame, but uh, at the same time, uh, they have missing around, especially at the middle of the season, you know, uh, uh, losing game after games. And now the situation is come to this point. Uh, and again, I think that that game will be crucial for, for any of those teams because Padova versus Milano and Molina especially, I think they doesn't have any chance, although everything is possible, you know. But uh, I think that game with, with Vivo and Vivo, of course, that game versus uh, Padova will decide who, who will go uh, home. And now I want to congratulate the Verona team. You know, uh, uh, I know the Bulgarians fans are really uh, excited to see what's what's next with with this uh, thing of you know uh, development kind of team. You know, and let's see where is Rock Mosik headed after this season. Will be very interesting. Now see the path of this uh, young young player that alongside with Micheleto and Marlon Jan is one of the gems, you know, at least rising star. So, uh, yeah, that's my conclusion. Day, day 13 of March, save the date, Padua versus Vivo Valencia, that, that will be the key, at least for now. Yeah, I, I see I see several key matches because, for example, Modena will play with three of those five teams. Trento will play with two of them and Lube will play also with three of them. So, so there are a lot of matches uh, from these five teams against favorites. And some of them are... Uh, it actually doesn't matter if they're guests or, or hosts because just the, the, the difference in class is very big. But I believe that there will be... Uh, there will be three, probably, uh, probably four matches which will be um, decisive for for the relegation battle. For for sure, the two matches of uh, Cisterna and Verona 
against uh, Ravenna and of course the Padova Vibo match. It's it's hard to believe that Taranto will take something from Lube, Modena and Milano and especially Milano as a guest. But who knows after they beat Piacenza 3-0. So it will be it will be extremely interesting. And uh, for example, uh, Vibo playing against Piacenza as a host is also a match I don't think is is that uh, is that true because uh, Vibo are in progress. Vibo is playing better with Nishida back. Also, they took uh, a Christian from the German uh, international, so they are playing better and better. Actually, they have uh, four uh, wins in the last six matches, and uh, they were almost the. Uh, surely not that surely but very near to relegation and now they are even in the fight for the playoffs so uh, it will be very interesting and uh, i won't be i won't be that uh, that surprised if uh, vibo uh, gets uh, the gets the playoff uh, spot i hope that that uh, padova and verona uh, will not be relegated of course but uh, yeah, it will be very hard for very hard for for Padova, and their matches against Milano and Vivo will be decisive because I don't think they can get a point even in, I mean, in Modena. Yeah, Taranto Taranto team just might save the season with that victory over Piacenza because now they are they are not only in playoff situation that it might change, of course, but they they separate a lot from the relegation teams, you know, at least two points or something. And that's that, well, even if they lose the three matches, the other team have to win at least one. And maybe it will not be enough to to send uh, Taranto to, to the relegation. Uh, maybe one of those uh, key matches, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Verona beating Piacenza maybe could change the situation for them, but it's, it's really hard to predict right now because I know that Piacenza will try to uh, learn from their mistakes, even if the players are not in good terms with uh, Bernardi, which is always a controversial coach. He had problems in Turkey with players, uh, in, in Perugia, but, but, well, who coach doesn't have problem with uh, Circe management and, and, and you, you know. So, uh, uh, yes, uh, and, and now for a reason that I, I don't know, he, he doesn't want to use uh, Aaron Russell. And I think uh, this is, uh, this is I, I know the guy is coming from an injury, but come on, the dude have experience. He, he, he make a... a a good career in Trentino. Uh, before that, in the, in Perugia. So uh, why why you you putting now this guy on the on the bench? I mean, I mean you you need to uh, him to recover from his injury and and now allow him him to play is not the the correct uh, you know uh, procedure. So uh, I don't know. This thing of Piacenza has uh, it started so well. You remember the the beginning of the league, beating everyone, and now it's like uh, not even fighting for the fifth place anymore. So uh, yeah, and the next season they want to create a super team, and you know what happened with super teams? You have one year, and the next one are gone, or well, maybe the modern example they can learn from that. So yeah, let's continue. Uh yeah, well, three things. Um, first of all, we don't have to forget that the first uh, tiebreaker, in case of uh, more teams get to the same uh, the same amount of points, is the amount of victories. So right now, Taranto has just seven victories, while uh, uh, Padova has eight, Verona has eight, Cisterna and Vivo Valencia has seven as well as Taranto. Which means that if everyone, every team of the one following Taranto will win at least one game, it doesn't matter if it's a tie break or not, they will reach Taranto and they will be uh, above them because of the number of victories. 
The second thing is that there's a factor that we shouldn't underestimate that the, the Italian government restored the 60% of capacity in the, in the hall, in the sports hall and sports arena, uh, which means that in, uh, in some dispassionate place like Vivo Valencia, the, the crowd could, uh, could have an impact. And now it's different to try to go to Modena and snatch a point in front of uh, 3,000 people instead of, I don't know, two months ago where there were just a bunch of, uh, of, uh, of supporters. The third oh. thing uh, you were saying, Ronnie, about Russell, it's even more incredible if you think that Bernardi also coached Russell in Perugia when they won the, the Scudetto three years ago. So you should know him uh, pretty well. Russell actually was the MVP two games ago against, uh, I don't remember exactly, the last victory of of Piacenza, they beat the uh, ah, Padova 3 0. And uh, Russell was the, the MVP for the league at the end of the day. Then they awarded it to Rossard, but it has his best, uh, best game of the of this season. So I also hope that he will recover because he's a tremendous player and even a better person. So I, I hope he'll, he will have his time and his games to show that he's still worthy. Yep. Uh, do you want to mention something about top uh, top half? For example, I would like just to add very, uh, yes, very few things. Uh, firstly, uh, a very important thing is that Perugia is very stable. They're playing great. They're not always showing that much, but just enough to... Uh, to win comfortably, for example, they lost uh, in the in their last match uh, a set against Padova, but nothing more. They uh, won a three-one. Modena is a very interesting thing to comment because uh, they have a lot of up and downs. Actually, most of the time these up and downs are in a in a single match, but they are losing easy sets against opponents they they could uh, have uh, easily won against. Uh, then, uh, then winning very in a very good fashion against sets against teams like Perugia, but then just uh, losing the match as in the in their last match against Perugia as a host of two to three. Uh, but it's very interesting this this tendency in the modern in the modern team. Uh, something that is not that important for the topic we talked about because uh, Grozer is back for Monza, which makes Monza another team from uh, what they are without Grozer, just because of the fact they don't have a, a decent uh, substitutions for the opposite uh, position. And uh, probably the last thing I, I want to mention is just as a news that uh, there are COVID cases in uh, Lube again. Uh, just uh, one, two months ago, it was the same thing. And uh, and now there are matches against Cisterna, I believe, and Verona have been uh, postponed. Uh, so that's it. I don't think we need to do that much in detail. As, uh, in principle, uh, it's a pretty, pretty clear thing in the top half of the table. Well, um, as you mentioned, the the modern team has been a, a truly roller coaster this season. You know, when everyone thought that they could snatch the first place from Perugia, which who was also the other big team, you know, in terms of strength and talent. Uh, maybe Lube well were uh, uh, left for the third place. And well, uh, it's been a completely different situation for this team that doesn't manage to completely take off. And uh, now they have this uh, situation. They have to win every single game uh, and see if Trentino is capable of losing, uh, or like I, 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 I should say, uh, shoot in the in their own foot, but I don't think that's we that's we be the case, and we, we will have uh, potentially a, a Perugia Modena semi final in for the playoff and uh, Lube Trentino. 
Um, and this is something that Lube want to want to try to to get, especially in the in the in not in the last match, in the in the prior match uh, versus uh, Modena. I, I think that will be the decider for any of those teams if they want to to at least try to get the first spot for Modena. But as I mentioned before, Trentino is do, is doing pre pretty well, at least for now. Uh, I don't care what happened in Champions League. I I know and they knew that even with the strong, uh, with the full squad, it was, uh, uh, sorry, the Perugia team already got the first place. So I think that there is what no, there is what no need to play that game, particularly in Champions League with the full roster, and, and they give uh, time to recover some players from injuries or something about it. You know, rest, rest the, rest the 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 best player. Uh, now let's see what happened with uh, Lavia. Why he's in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was reading, he, he didn't play last uh, match or what, what happened with him? Yeah, because uh, he had uh, flu symptoms, but a negative uh, test. So uh, the, the rapid, the, the fast one. So they decided not to risk him. And uh, there were no further news from Trento. So probably it was just a, a, a precaution that they didn't want to to risk to play a player that could potentially spread uh, uh, spread COVID. Uh, that's it. Uh, yes, um, be because uh, out of those matches of um, Champions League and that they lose versus Modena at home and with Lube 3-2, uh, they have been pretty well. They lose again versus Verona, you remember back in 21. That game, Esbertoli was uh, no. It, it it wasn't the game of Esbertoli. Esbertoli was with yeah. Padova. With, with no, no, no. It, it it was that game. Esbertoli uh, just played the the first set and some uh, rallies from the second. Well, and Sperotto played against Verona. Yeah. They, taking off the it, taking off those games, Trentino has been really uh, doing nice in the Superliga at least. Even when uh, our friend Nicola was also pessimistic, as usually, you know, you have to try uh, at least, uh, uh, what is the word? Uh, try to have uh, some confidence on your team because they are young and they shoot their potential in Eurovolley, at least the half of the squad. And I think the next year, if they manage to uh, hire, a decent opposite. Let's not say a, a superstar, but a decent. Maybe they can do some damage. I don't know if the intention is to keep Matei. Uh, two years contract from Matei really. Two years, well. Yeah. I really don't like that Lavia with such a talent uh, in in the in his game play a position that doesn't fit too well for him. But you know, it is what it is. Matei has uh, experience and they need him in the ox in the position four. But uh, yeah, I was discussing with a friend, a Cuban friend, uh, discussing the, the the chance of uh, Osniel Melgarejo, one of the Cuban national team players, going to Italy next year. And he 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 asked me, you know, as as uh, a joke, is uh, Melgarejo is better than Daniel Lavia? I say, look, first of all, <laughs> uh, who is Melgarejo right now? A player that plays in, in French league that nobody knows, only the Cubans. La Villa is already uh, is 21, 22 years old. Uh, he's a two meters uh, tall player. He's a, he he played for one of the best organizations. Yeah, but most part of the time, he, he only make 50% of uh, efficiency in the attack. Yes, because he plays as, as an opposite and he, he is not an opposite. So... Uh, in a European champion. Uh, of course. Uh, now, I know the potential of my, my country uh, men, but uh, 
he he can be better not right now maybe in the future or maybe never but right now lavia is one of the most wanted players in italian league not only because he is italian because he 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 know how to play so uh, and this is a a, a, a fact that uh, put italian national team in the next year in a in a in a big spot if they manage to to find uh, a good position too after Sizer, you know, and uh, and keep that mentality, focus oriented uh, play, play style, and and yeah, because only with Micheletto it's hard, you know. But you have you have Lavia, and you have not. Let's not forget that that guy in Cisterna, Rinaldi. That I hope he can step in. In, in future years. So, yeah, that's all. I think uh, Milano, so sorry, uh, the, the four top spot will be, of course, Perugia, Civitanova, Trentino, and Modena. I don't think at this point Modena will have enough in the time to reach third place. But, you know, everything can happen. Well, Trento still have to play Piacenza uh, as yeah. a... Eh. And and to play yeah but you know looking at the at the strength of the opponent uh, the strength of schedule as the the Americans say they have to play Piacenza they have to play Milano they will play Cisterna and and they will play Vibo I think that uh, Modena to to try to get the third place Trento has to lose two games mm. because. Uh, I don't see Modena uh, gaining three points against Lube. I think that Lube at home will probably uh, has a but the upper it end will, against. It will not be a, a easy match. I think that will be the side in tiebreak that Lube versus Modena game. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> but, but Lube right now it is recovering basically everyone because we don't have to forget that for most of the season Lube played uh, without Wantorino. Uh, uh, yeah. Without uh, Zaitsev, with the middle blockers, that basically only Simon was sure to start, and then the other were injuries uh, or stuff like that. Diamantini has to play probably the most of the games in his career during the uh, Lube years to cover Anzani's uh, injuries. And I, I think that Lube is going a little bit under the radar, but when it comes to playoff, uh, it's probably the second favorite uh, after after Perugia, and. If Perugia went, uh, will go to sleep uh, uh, too, too early in the league, Lube has still two games uh, uh, less wow. than, than Perugia. So potentially there will be four points ahead, uh, four points behind Perugia, and then there's Lube Perugia in the last uh, in the last game. If Lube will, will win every game for three, and Perugia will lose some game, but. The, I think that's Fantavolle at this point, but uh, who knows? For the third place, I'm, I'm not so so sure that Trent will keep it, uh, but it, it would be incredible. The summer, and especially after the the, the volley market, they, they some uh, analysts here in Italy they say they will fight for a playoff spot. That, that, that's what they say about Trent. So right now, having them third, and you know they played against Padua yesterday without production in, uh, without Lavia. They played Cavuto as a middle blocker for three games because the two Serbian were uh, were were injured, and they still somehow managed to to win those games. Uh, I don't think they will go farther than the semifinal because uh, there were there are better teams, but if they snitch the third place. Then Modena had to reach the final to take away a Champions League spot for Trento, because uh, in Italy the Champions League spot are for the team who wins the Coppa Italia, for the team who wins the the Scudetto, and the teams that in the final of the Scudetto. Usually, uh, two of these uh, of these spots uh, uh, are already taken, so they get to the third uh, ranked team in the during the regular season. That's why it's so important. To, to qualify. If Modena, if Modena keeps this uh, expensive team for the next season, because rumors are in the air that 
Emil has plans to get out of there and go to Russia, you know, with, uh, to St. Petersburg because Poletaev is a prone injury player, always in this is in Sentani career, has been that kid that never take off, you know, uh, always injured. So uh, uh, that that will that will be a, a huge movement for this uh, Modena team. Leal uh, already admitted in an interview that he has uh, two more years with the with the organization. I don't know Engape, you know, because Engape is like a, a tornado. You you don't know where he's gonna end and what he will say. So uh, yeah, and Bruno, I I mean he he doesn't have any any chance because he he, he cannot go back to Brazil because there 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 is no team for him. So uh, even the 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 setter of Salda Cruzeiro, which for me is a very overrated player, will will go to Monza. So uh, 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 this is a move that I really am happy because now Lopez will have to play with a real setter, which is Nico Riarte, who was in French League. And I'm sorry for Monza, but you know, you know what they say, first year is for free. The first year is what people uh, want to see uh, and they want to see if you are good. And I think that it will happen the same thing that Nishida and Douglas, they, they thought that they were good players, at least decent, and no, nothing. So, uh, yeah. Um, well, well, actually, Nishida is not playing that bad lately, yeah? Come on, man. Getting back from the calf you know, injury. You know, and... you know, you remember that match with uh, Lube Chivitanova? I mean, I know it's Lube. I, I know it was Vivo Valencia. But come on. I, I think it was 13, 15% of fishes. 13, 13% of fishes. Yeah. Okay. But in okay. the other games, is is actually the, the most dependable weapon for, for Vivo. Uh, let's let's say that that those games that you are mentioned, those are the ones that Vivo Valencia need needed or at least should have should, should win in order to keep in the competition. And of course, he has he has delivered at least. But uh, you know, in the in the in the real when the when the real uh, game comes, uh, Nishida. Well, you know, and Bogdan knows that he is not that super strong opposite that everyone thinks he is. So uh, that's why I, uh, and you know, all those channels uh, keep putting uh, big titles like the day of Nishida become uh, this and that, you know. <laughs> not, the day not that great, not Simon, you know, uh, the day that Simon become a Nishida fan. And, such uh, idiot uh, title so uh but yeah it's all part of the marketing so yes yeah. uh, i hope i hope for for the for the trentino that they manage to keep the second place and in order to do that they have to not lose which you mentioned it will be very hard but maybe lube can help with that beating modena so not letting them to get close and let's see what happened in the end. Okay, um, guys, let's make the break here. And after the break, we are going... Champions League. And we're back. And uh, we continue with the draw for the quarterfinals in the first men's Champions League. Uh, so the Italian teams won't play one against each other. Zenit St. Petersburg will play against Perugia. Trento will play against Berlin Recycling Volleys. Lube will play Jaszewski, Wengel, and Zaksa, the reigning champion in the Champions League, will play Dynamo, Moscow. What are your expectations? Nicola, please help me with this. <laughs> well, uh, uh, there were people joking here in Trento that is basically the same path of the last year for Trento. Berlin in the quarterfinal. If they win, Perugia in the semifinal. And they could get Zaxa in the in the final. I would be happy with them getting through uh, through Berlin and uh, being uh, in the in the semi final. But I was hoping not to get 
an Italian team in the semi-final because both Perugia and Lube are, uh, are better than Trento. And on two games, they, they will win. Maybe on a single game, there could be a surprise. But I think that for me, the clear favorite of the competition is, uh, is Perugia. And it, it has been since the beginning of the season. And they, they will deliver this year. So we will see Sierchi going around and celebrating all year long. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, actually, I don't know who could be the finalist because uh, Zaxa didn't play too well for a couple of weeks, but then they went to Civitanova and, and won the game. And th the fact this year is that Lube losing that single game was enough to put them in the second uh, tier of uh, uh, during the draw because the other four uh, group winners uh, were uh, has, has won every game they uh, they played so it's, it's difficult to predict the other side of the bracket in my opinion uh, I hope it will be Lube because it would be fun to have a Perugia-Lube final in the Champions League is probably the only final that Lube-Perugia hasn't played yet against one each other and we'll see we'll see you know, Nicola, you have, uh, um, I mean, you are used to the term, uh, subliminal term, warm balls or bolas calientes, you know, uh, that is yeah. a term that was uh, popular, especially in UEFA uh, draws, you know, uh, that always put teams like Real Madrid and, you know, usually big teams versus shitty teams. Sorry for the, for the, for the word, but uh, uh it's very strange for me that always, especially in the women, Bakif Bank and Conegliano never meet in the semifinal. You know, the paths are always opposite. You know, they only will meet in the final. Also, the best two teams in the Champions League this year that for me has been Perugia and then Lube Chimitanova. You know, uh, there has been uh, some, some years that People want to see finally that uh, Perugia versus Lube in a final of Champions League. I think, like you mentioned, this year Perugia is a better, much stronger team, more complete, with almost uh, any any weaknesses. But uh, you know, I think um, uh, maybe not in the league because it's the best of five matches. But in a single match final. Everything can happen, my boy. You know, so uh, yeah. I don't know if Perugia have Wilfredo, my uh, a Cuban, and they have Anderson, okay, Janelli. But you know, when there is only one chance, one match, and the winner take it all, well, you know what happened when the the year before that that Simon, Leal, and Bruno get to Chivitanova. Juan Torena and, the, and Sokolov was close to win the Champions League in Kazan, you know. And for a miraculous uh, serve uh, routing, first Butko and then Leon, they didn't want it. So uh, everything can happen. You know, uh, uh, Perugia, yes, is the main favorite. I think they will pass San, uh, San Petersburg and even with Kliuka. Uh, that team, that Russian team, uh, don't didn't show any anything at all. Especially losing two games at home versus a team like Berlin, that even when they have a good diagonal uh, system with Grand King and Patch, come on, the rest of the team are you know it players, maybe Danani, which I, I I keep saying this in my in my Spanish podcast, why the hell Danani is not playing in Trentino. No, that that's a libero that Trentino must have even uh, uh, in and not Sanger. You know that you know for me that's the worst player in Trentino lineup this year. Sanger, the libero, he can do nothing basically. So uh, in the second the second quarterfinal, Trentino Berlin, you know easy. Maybe Berlin will try to make a move in home, but beside that, 3-1, 3-0, even a 3-2 in home, and then Trentino win 3-0 in, in, in Palo Trento. 
the third one, and for me, will be a interesting match. You know, uh, Wiggle, we don't know if Boyer will be able to play. He has been injured almost the entire season, no, uh, maybe the, the middle of the season to this to this point. And Lube will have back, finally, Osmani Juan Torena, or at least they want to have him back. So uh, I don't know who is, who is going to bench Marlon Jan or Lucarelli. Maybe it will be Marlon Jan because Lucarelli uh, have a more higher salary because from the play game, uh, play aspect, he he and Marlon are like this, you know, at, at the same uh, level this year for me. So just, uh, yes, uh, um, of course, the last one, Saxa versus Dynamo. The other quarterfinal that be, be that will be very equal, especially if Sokolov can recover from his physical problems. Maybe we we can see a, a Dynamo beating Saxa. Why not? Uh, yeah, but beside that, you, you know, and. I know, and Bogdan knows that the favorites are Lube and Perusha to play the final this year. Yeah, uh, I won't repeat that much, Ronnie, because for me also, of course, Perugia is the favorite in the whole tournament, and uh, Trento should, would, will beat Berlin. Uh, mm. But mm. the the, the 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 third and the fourth quarterfinals are for sure the the more interesting one and uh, I also believe that uh, Lube and Jasiewski will make uh, a, a very good uh, a very good uh, uh, matchup and I wouldn't also uh, underestimate Dynamo uh, as of course champions of uh, champions of Russia I believe that they could uh, match Azaxa uh, and um, Probably they can win. I'm. I haven't. Honestly, I haven't watched a, a match from the from the Russian league in the in the last months. I haven't watched, uh, including uh, Dynamo. But uh, from what I watched in the, during the last season and some matches in the beginning of the, this season, I believe that they they will be able to, to win against Zaxa if Zaxa is not playing in the in the best possible way. Okay, let's have a look also in the in the women's quarterfinals uh, because uh, we're going to have a Italian derby match there uh, between the teams of Monza and Conegliano. Uh, that, that, that wasn't a, a derby match probably last season, but this season is a different thing because Conegliano is playing not in the best possible way, at least uh, so far. And uh, actually Monza beat them as a guest three one in the championship uh, uh, so they uh, swapped uh, wins during the, the regular season uh, and there will be another uh, Russian derby between uh, Dynamo Kazan and Dynamo Moscow and the other uh, quarterfinals will be uh, Zhezhov against Vakivbank and uh, Lokomotiv Kaliningrad against uh, Fenerbahce uh, so probably the Turkish teams will be, uh, will be ahead but of course, uh, especially in the in, in the second uh, of, of those, uh, the Fenerbahce match is not that not that sure as in the case of Vakavank. Well, let's not hate too much women volleyball, but the truth is that they are unbalanced. You know, you have diversity in male volleyball. You know, maybe Saxa. Uh, can do another surprise like uh, last year, you know, but in women volleyball, there is no surprises. And I think even with all the problems that Conegliano have having, uh, uh, has having in the league, um, especially after the long streak winning path, uh, they will be victorious and, you know, it will be the same history from the last three, two years, you know, uh, Bank versus uh, Conegliano. And, you know, that's, that's for me, it's, it's not so funny anymore, you know, because at least in champion, in men, you have been doing like three different finals. Maybe Lube has been in two of them or, or one, you know, in 2009, 2018, 
Um, but you know, uh, next year will be changed because Louis will not be so strong anymore. So, but with with those two teams in women, you know that they will be every single year in the top places of their respectively leagues. Uh, Egonu maybe will go to Bakupang next season, and they will trade like uh, Isabel Hack to Conegliano, which for me no one lose because Egonu is not invincible and she proved that in the last World Championship Club. But uh, yeah, as for the Russian teams, you know, maybe Kazan can win it all. Samantha Bricio and Fabris can deliver that, that win. Now, my concern is the next one. Uh, doing the political tensions in Europe and such, uh, maybe those Russian teams cannot, uh, I mean, can't allow it to travel to Europe and maybe it will be played in a neutral soil. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, maybe maybe sports have nothing to do with, uh, with politics, but, you know, we are talking here about uh, imminent war, maybe, maybe not. And that's, that can change everything, you know. There are three teams in women right now in Champions League and two in men. So uh, I, I don't know uh, what's, what's going to happen. Perugia has to play one Russian team. And I, I mean, it, St. Petersburg is not in the heart of Russia. It's in the Baltic. But I mean, being Russia territory, Maybe that can bring some uh, some things to to take into consideration before we have we are talking about that much. So maybe we will know in the in the next week. Yeah, um, of course uh, we all hope that uh, this is not going to happen. I mean the this uh, political crisis and uh, and tension will be. Uh, much calmer next week, next days, we hope. But uh, of course, the, the signs are not in a positive way for now. But uh, because you mentioned that, uh, let's make, uh, let's uh, share uh, some news here because today the, the Polish Minister of Sports declared that if sanctions are imposed on Russia uh, in, in this uh, Russian-Ukrainian crisis and actually European crisis, I believe, and uh, if not a world crisis uh, at the moment. Uh, and so, so if sanctions are imposed on Russia and because of the fact that, the, that uh, Russia should host the World Championship uh, 2022 this year, uh, Poland is ready to, to take it over and be host of the of the Russian of the World Championship 2022. So uh, yeah, it's very negative. It's uh, it's very uh, sad thing when uh, politics are involved in sports. But uh, unfortunately, this uh, this is always the case, and probably it couldn't be different. So we hope that uh, that uh, things will not uh, develop in the, will not develop in this way. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, let, it's, it's very it's very probable to uh, to be. I let a comment. I put a comment on there saying that if the World Championship maintains and Russia keep as a host, maybe the NATO country members will not travel to that specifically uh, country, you know, we are, I'm talking about Canada, USA, France. I don't know if Italy is member of the NATO com community. Yeah, of course. Uh, you yeah, know, all those course. countries will not travel. I'm, I'm, I'm sure because with all the sanctions that they are putting on Russia, for me, will be, be uh, I mean, will be very difficult to to see those countries sending their their uh, sports sportsmen and women, uh, maybe not women because uh, if, well, even if they organize some sports tournament like tennis or wrestling, it will be very hard to to see any kind of events uh, in the next month in Russia. So till the till the tensions uh, get lower. So uh, yeah. 
I I I I think that I don't know if Poland have the capacity to organize such a event in a short period of time. I mean, they they are like less than eight months to the World Championship, and I know they have the the arenas and all of that, but you know they have to rent them uh, or organize all the all the um, you know the logos the the show to keep the quality you know of this event that after the olympics is the most important in international volleyball uh right now so i don't know uh i think russia will not for me will not be the the host of this uh, world championship and not because they are a word it's because the other countries will not send their, their players to that environment, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's hope that this this is not going to be the case and uh, politics will be a little bit aside of, of volleyball, but, uh, yeah, we all know that this is a very difficult thing to be, to be done. Okay, I believe that that's quite enough uh, for, uh, for today's podcast. Thank you for your... Um, sharing your expertise of course the next podcast uh, i would say that we can do it before the the last uh, round of the of the of the italian super league so we would comment probably again about the eighth place and uh and uh, and the relegation battle uh also the um, the italian uh, the italian cup will be uh, will be done uh, 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 it, it it is in the in the in the weekend of fifth uh, uh, and sixth uh, of March. So we are going to have the Italian Cup winner for 2022. Also, uh, yeah, and uh, probably the the first matches from the quarterfinals in the uh, in the Champions League also will be played. Uh, would have been played then. So. Uh, that's uh, from today. Uh, if you liked that podcast, like it, share it, uh, subscribe to Volleyball Explained, subscribe also to uh, to Cuban Spike, uh, the channel of Ronnie, and uh, in Facebook and uh, Twitter to Piloli Di Volley and the work of uh, Nicola, which is also great. Thank you again for watching or listening, and uh, I hope you're going to do it also the next time. Bye-bye. All right. All right.